Hello, hello, my dear audience. This is the fourth time, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. I hope uh, you you didn't give up on us. Something was not working at the studio, or something was not working here at my with my computer. I don't know. Uh, but now we are good, they say in the studio, and also I see and hear things are working out. So I hope you can hear me. I hope you waited. And those who didn't, um, um, it's okay because it's been 10 minutes. But I want to say hello to everyone. And thank you for those who had the patience to wait for my show to begin. I am Peter Resnick and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. Uh, we have uh an open mic show today uh, because remember this is the last uh show of the month and we dedicated it to night dreams and the reason we give so much attention to the night dreams and some of you heard me say it many times is because i believe that the not this a body of knowledge that is super super valuable the most probably valuable body of knowledge for anyone who is interested in a greater understanding of oneself and others. So you're welcome to call with your comments, questions or, uh, regarding night dreams or your night dream. And the number here to call is 888-874-4888. I am back home. I spent a week, uh, one week at Gary Null's ranch. I will tell you, um, about about my experience um this is you as you know in the beginning of each show i have a little segment called show and tell even though i cannot show you i can only tell you and i hope you use your imagination so uh, approximately a month ago gary called me and asked me to come and do a program uh, for his research his study on anti-aging uh, he as usual <laughs> he didn't tell me what how what to say what to do what to prepare just like when i started this show two and a half years ago he called me and said peter please do the show and i said what do you want me to talk about he said i know you whatever you want how do you want me to call the show whatever way you want and so i called it dr peter resnick's toolbox because that's indeed what I basically have, I collected some created, but many, many tools uh, for people uh, improving the quality of their life, let's say this way. So, and now again, he said, come for this um, study. And I sat down and I prepared because I didn't want to come with nothing. Uh, in my hands, I prepared the programs uh, that would be six, basically five pillars for anti-aging, but altogether six. But the sixth one was about physical well-being, taking care of your body, your nutrition. And since Gary is a great specialist in it, I just mentioned that this is one of the pillars and five other pillars I developed. I prepared the program on. And so then um, last week I traveled to Texas uh, to see all these people who, who came to Gary's Ranch for anti-aging 
experience. And here what people receive, people that he, Gary uh, was bringing to this study, participants received from him uh, a, a letter. And I want to read it to you so you know what was it, it was involving the whole project, what, uh, what was it about. So here's what the letter wrote. We're about to embark on a historic study to determine if a healthy lifestyle could actually prolong one's life. Doctors Robert Goldman and Ronald Klatz, both renowned MDs in the field of anti-aging medicine around the world, are working with Gary Noll to create a comprehensive protocol for everyone. Each of you is a guest at Gary's villa. We'll have a set routine of daily habits that you will be integrating and bringing home with you after these first two weeks of the study to be continued for another two and a half months, at which time you will be retested with the lab work, body measurements, independence I guess, independent testing and gym testing. Daily activities will involve uh, daily exercise classes, power walking, uh, having 9 to 12 juices a day, like lemon water, uh, green juices, red chlorophyll drinks, hot tea, protein smoothies. What else? Modified liquid uh, tasting. Uh, we fast from 6 p.m. in the evening till 9 a.m. Uh, next day. That's, that's what is called intermittent fasting. Then yoga classes two times a week, meditation every day with uh, a once weekly class with the group dynamics, health coaching once a week. Gary will be having special lectures every day that, in, by the way, that, that was including uh, my one hour and a half lecturing also every day. So now let me tell you what happened there. On Sunday, when we arrived in the evening, uh, when everybody finally gathered, uh, Gary gave an one hour talk. And as I told you, I developed this five out of six pillars for uh, anti-aging. And I have to tell you now, Gary and I never discussed what will be the content of all these uh, lectures that he will have. I knew nothing about the program, even what I just read to you, uh, Luanne, uh, Gary's number right woman, uh, right hand woman, usually people say right hand man. So, uh, Luanne send it, send the write up to me this morning because I sent, I asked her to email me just because I said I want to mention the study on my radio show. So I did not know anything about the program except what I decided to come up with. And I have to tell you, in this one hour presentation, Gary mentioned every single pillar, every single subject that I was to cover. 
But I was to cover it with details. And as you know, I always give homework. I give practical exercises. But in general, Gary was speaking about every single subject that as as a inseparable part of anti-aging program, which means it's incredible how similar we thought about this program. Uh, it's just Gary mentioned them all in general as a vision of what needs to be done. And I developed the detailed uh, program. But also in his talks, I, I didn't attend all of his talks. Maybe he mentioned many things uh, in greater detail as well. But that I don't know. But we, we thought it was quite an interesting synchronicity, you can call. And I have to tell you, a lot of synchronicities happened uh, during this trip. Um, not, not during this trip, during the whole program. A lot of people found many things in common among themselves. People, people became very friendly. Altogether, there were 40 people um, at the ranch. But... 18 people were included in the study. The rest just came for the retreat. But particularly these 18 people with whom I spent every single day had so much in common uh, and became such a cohesive group uh, that they decided to keep in touch. Uh, and one, of course, one of the things that I um, encourage people to do is to write down their night dreams. But we went through actually a lot of um, practical work. And I thought that, I think Gary told me when we originally spoke, that the program will be filmed. And I think last week I told you that it will be filmed and you will, be, you will have access to the program. But I realized, no, it wasn't filmed as a whole program. Um, for example, uh, they filmed only on Friday, uh, maybe 45 minutes of my program. So, and of course, they, they filmed parts of other programs, but you will not have the whole program on your on available, actually. I thought I could, I could post it on my website or in, uh, Gary will post it on his website. So, but since you will not have access to the program, I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I would love to share. I want to share with you everything I know. And I've been trying to do it for the last two and a half years. And I would love to share with you what I brought to the program. So if you are interested, and only if you are interested, because it, it would require a few hours, a couple of shows. Uh, if you're interested, please send me an email. You have my email. And if you don't, here it is. Uh, Peter, uh, Dr. Peter Resnick at gmail.com. G-R-P-E-T-E-R-R-E-Z-N-I-K at gmail.com. So send me an email say that you want me to to talk about anti-aging and I will gladly do it either consecutively several shows or maybe every other week but I I'm ready to sh share it with you going back to to what happened uh, for example regarding synchronicities uh, one time on Thursday, it was 
excuse me, my talk, one talk before the last. I finished my talk and it was already late. And that's what was when I encouraged people to share their dreams. And one person, uh, after I finished my talk, uh, shared a dream or mentioned that he had a dream uh, that involved everyone because he was dreaming about doing something, walking with everyone in, in this group. And everybody said, oh, let's meet at in what Gary called Socrates Garden, a beautiful, beautiful place. The whole place was incredible with peacocks walking and birds and trees. It's an incredible, incredible ranch of uh, uh, 56 acres and big lake and a saltwater swimming pool. It was absolutely magnificent. So anyway, they decided to go to the to the garden as a group and to discuss the dream. And by that time, they already all read my article on night dreams. It's called um, Dream Work. You already know this article. So, and they said, if I wouldn't mind, they asked me to come and just at least sit in and, and or help them out to understand the dream. And I, I'm talking about synchronicities. Uh, so the man shared the dream about being going through uh, an interesting journey, uh, traveling somewhere with the whole group of these people. And suddenly uh, somebody yelled a snake and he had to make two steps backwards and then he woke up. So and I was explaining to people that, first of all, since there is a clear two because he mentioned two, two means a conflict. And, and I started asking him questions, what, what all these people around him meant to him, you know how we go step by step, and what is the conflict. And, and of course, it was in the context of this trip for anti-aging. And my question was, uh, what was the conflict? If this trip created some conflict, because everyone in this group was a part of him. Remember, everyone in a dream is a part of us. Uh, but somehow this whole connection with people and uh, the trip for anti-aging created conflict. And he immediately had the intuition, and that's the whole purpose of trying to understand the dream, to, to have this intuitive call for understanding of what's happening in person's life, he immediately understood. And it was really an issue. He, he contemplated, he wasn't verbalizing it, but it was in the back of his mind because he wanted to make serious changes uh, because he was following Gary Null and, and so encouraged by this whole group and the group's commitment. And his wife, uh, he was concerned, is not, on the, not aboard. Uh, um, so, and that, that, that may create problems in, in marriage. And at which point I said, uh, just expanding on the subject of dreams, that if, if everybody would take that dream, this man's dream, as their own, they would be surprised that they could relate to his dreams 
as their own. I, t- I take people through this process in my class, in my course on night dreams, because I said it's not by a chance that these particular 18 people are in this group. There is an invisible connection and all those strange, interesting coincidences that happen, that people know the same people, people somehow one way or another are connected. All that is not happening by a chance. I see somebody is calling, I will just complete a sentence and will take a call. And so at, the, at that point, I, I said, and even now something is happening that uh, is meaningful that we are all sitting here and talking about a snake, at which point suddenly Luen shows up because it became dark while we were discussing uh, this night dream. And she said, ladies and gentlemen, please, we have to go back to the to the uh, building because it's night now and at night the snakes are coming out. Now she had no idea what we were talking about snakes. That's a meaningful coincidence. That's a synchronicity. But I will mention a little more. I wanted to, to expand on about synchronicities, but let me first take a call of Gina from New York. Gina, you're on the air. Gina, welcome. Thank you very much. I, I have to laugh. That is so funny. I want to say this. I didn't have any um, think, thought that I was going to mention this, but all the times I've ever been down to the ranch, I've never seen a snake. That is so funny. Really? <laughs> I'm so funny. That's never have I seen a snake there. <laughs> uh, are you, uh, on the ranch? <laughs> At the ranch, yeah. Oh. Never. Uh, you have I been to the ranch? Uh, at uh, Healing Springs Ranch, I have never seen a snake. And, and uh, I go way back. Well, I helped, I helped build the, the ranch back, back in the day. It was, we did the organic gardening, my son and I, and, and had that. And, but anyway, that was so funny. That, wow. that, wait, 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 Gina. Are you saying that you were in Texas, not in Florida? No. I've been came before Florida, way before the back in the nineties. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you know Gary for a long, long time, huh? Yes, yes I do. But when that, I don't know why it struck me so funny when you said it's synchronicity because we we dredged that place, we dredged the lake, we emptied the lake out because they said there was a um, uh, piranha in there, and what? Anyway, it's just what? Oh, it's too, it's just so much. But that struck me so funny. I've never seen a snake. No, <laughs> but they're all afraid that there are snakes at night. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Gina, thank you, thank you for calling. Do but, you do you want to make a comment? Do you uh, no, do you no, want no. to have questions? I do you the- want to add something? Talk about. <laughs> my trip, <laughs> anti-aging. Dr. Resnick, uh, what listening to you makes me think. Uh, I'm, I'm inter- I like to know about myself. I, first and foremost, I am the type of person I want to know about myself before I even think about other people because I need to have myself on the even plane before I can even, you know, entertain what's going on with other people. But 
you hit a chord with me when you were talking about giving exercises about looking in the mirror and looking to the left and then, um, you know, and then to the right. I have, I avoid mirrors. I don't even have mirrors in my house. The only mirror I have is in the bathroom. So I started thinking, why do I like mirrors? I don't, um, I just, it's just something uncomfortable for me about mirrors. I, it's not that I don't like looking at myself, but I have to be honest. I feel that there's a, it could be an entity in the mirror that I don't want to see. And I don't want to come. I don't want to have to have com, com, confrontation with that. Is that weird or what? No, Gina, it's not weird. It, it actually, it's profound. I have to say <laughs> it's so human. It's such a, a serious actually issue. The mirror, if you want, now let me go uh, um, to two avenues. One, I will, I will talk now about what you brought up. But if you, Gina, want to really study a little more in depth about mirrors, read the book called Reenchantment of the World by Morris Berman. Mm -hmm. Maurice Berman, he is a most profound thinker. Wow, wow, wow. He's an incredible. I read almost, I think, all of his books. And everyone is an incredible gift. Maurice Berman, Reenchantment of the World. So now, that's if you, he talks a lot about mirrors and conscious and unconscious impact that mirrors have on our psyche. But now let's go back to what you just brought up. You said, for some reason, you are, you, you are kind of uncomfortable with the idea that somebody will be looking at you that you may not like. And mm -hmm. that's, that's so powerful, you know, because we need, we need, we need to be able to look in our, uh, at our own reflection. And even if we don't like something about what we see, we have to totally, totally embrace it. Question, why? Why to embrace it? Because you heard me speak about face reading, that uh, just like night dreams, the night dreams reflect to us, us. The night dreams are actually forms, images, that reflect our inner life. So our morphology, that is form, physical form, is, is a physical embodiment that reflects our inner life. So therefore, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we see quantity, you know, one nose, two ears, and so on, of the quality of ourselves. And indeed, we may not like some parts, but we need to remember that we came into this world to climb the ladder of ourselves, to become the best we can. And we need to embrace that which we don't like, uh, learn what does it tell me about me and how do I work on it? So in order to disown something, you need to own it. In order to own it, you need to totally say yes to it embrace it. So uh, my encouragement would be and you didn't ask me for advice. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm maybe giving you unsolicited <laughs> advice. No, I'm calling for advice. But 
can can I can we do that without mind without looking in a a, a mirror? I mean, no, we didn't have no, mirrors no, that no. you can look at reflections from from water or something like that, but we didn't have mirrors all you know until modern times. Right. Oh, Gina, you, of In course, life. you can use water, use whatever. But you want not only to look, but you want to look without judgment. Just yeah. look quietly and be aware of every part of you and, yeah. uh, and embrace it. And, you know, you can breathe, you can walk, you can talk, you have intelligence. You, you're a blessed woman. So be grateful because this face of yours gave you this opportunity to live in this world and to appreciate its beauty and its, its challenges as well. But our body is a physical vehicle through which we experience life. Right. And if we do not choose to embrace uh, our body, to totally accept it as is, we cannot uh, take it to a different, a better place. Only we have to accept completely who we are. So that's why, no, I'm not talking about uh, tall mirror, sh small mirror, square, rectangular, or uh, oval, <laughs> polished or not polished. No, 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 no. You don't, if you don't like mirrors, don't use mirror. Put, uh, use water, go to the lake and look at your own reflection. Whatever makes you comfortable. But we are talking about a reflection of yourself. This okay. is telling you about you. I can understand it. What I'm, what I'm really, um, I can't say fear, but what I want to avoid is anything that, that might want to contact me that I don't want to have a contact with. Is that, that's what I'm really concerned about. Is that You're talking about different spirits coming from the other side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, any, any entity, any entity that I'm, I don't want to entertain. Gina, um, mm -hmm. uh, any entity can come without a mirror. Okay. I, I have this, <laughs> it's, hope it's not news for you. Any entity can come. And the fear of entities uh, attracts the entities because you have a yeah. space for the entities because you have fear of it. Just yeah. remember... Like when somebody, uh, you've heard me, Gina, I know you well, you know me well now, but <laughs> we've spoken yeah. on this show many times. And I say yeah. over and over that the content of our consciousness becomes our physical reality. We are sending messages into the universe and to our own body about our, uh, about our um, perception of who we are. In fact, by the way, uh, uh, regarding my trip to Gary's place, I did this exercise. Again, everybody was coming for, what, anti-aging. And I gave this exercise to see uh, how long a person intends to live. And it's kind of a tricky question because they were to go and see at the cemetery their own graveyard, uh, a grave and to see what's written there, the date of birth and what else is written. And of course, my hope was that everybody will say, well, I didn't see anything written on the other side, which means the date of death, right? Mm -hmm. And majority of people indeed reported 
they said, oh, you maybe I failed, but they didn't see the date of death, but which I said, I said, fantastic, congratulations. I'm so happy to hear it because you're not supposed to. But two people actually did. One woman actually saw 2030 and she was full of life, uh, you know, beautiful, energetic, funny, but she will be no matter what Gary, what vitamins Gary would give her, no matter how much she would exercise, she was already programming herself to die in 2030. She just didn't know that consciously, but her body would begin to work, finding whatever somatic physical predisposition there was for her life to end in 2030. So what, of course, I did with her an exercise where she erased the date of death because it has to be in the open, it's not in our hands. So the same thing, what happens, the content of your consciousness, if somebody says, no, no, I'm repeating every day, my mother had cancer, and I'm saying to myself, I will not get cancer, I will not get cancer, every day I say, I will not get cancer. So the content of your consciousness is what? Cancer, you're thinking about cancer. So you you are uh, creating physical environment that will be conducive for cancer to be there because it's in your consciousness. The same thing, if you are thinking about uh, entities, whether they come through uh, a mirror or through a chimney, it doesn't matter. Mm. What I'm suggesting is, say, I am, I am light, I am connected with the light. I am on that level that entities cannot come. And are you a good person? I know, Gina, I know you by now. You're a good person. You wish good for yourself. You wish good for other people. So there is no reason for you to be concerned about no, entities. You understand? About the people having these, these, um, these situations. And I just like, I just, I, I, I just don't want to look and see some other image there. You know what I'm saying? It's not fear or, or uh, that I know about entities and I've had, I've had a friend that she used to dabble in stuff. In fact, many years ago when the Ouija came out, my, or my friends and I, we got Ouija boards. We thought it was a game and until I started playing with it and then this one, somebody tried to get into me. I took it and threw, put it out in the garbage. You know, it was just, so it's like, yes. that made me aware of that. There's different things that, um, I, I know, know these things exist. Signals that you open and you don't realize it. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. What I'm saying. In my 20s, uh, mm-hmm. I, I did this Ouija board. In fact, my sister and I were doing it with a group of people. I remember the plate moving. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Happened. It happened. It didn't enter mm-hmm. anybody. And your was supposed to be a toy for Milton and Bradley. And a bunch of us had worked with Ouija's. And then I started, pulled it out one day at home. And then, this, as I said, it started moving and it started spelling out his name and this, this, yeah, and that. Yeah. I got rid of it right away. I got rid of it. But, yes, you're absolutely right. It's not, when I did it, I didn't know that it's, we're not supposed to do it. So, exactly. No, that's all. You don't do it. You don't do it willfully. And don't worry about it coming against your will because you are connected with light. But I actually had an experience. Uh, uh, Gina, I had one time experience. I worked with a young man. I cannot, um, he's uh, from a very 
famous family, very, very mm -hmm. famous family. And his sister died suddenly. And he was supposed to go with her, but he didn't. And he felt terribly guilty that he w didn't go with her and she died. So it, 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 she, uh, they would die together. It's not that he, he could protect her. It was like a weird accident. And so he was consumed with guilt. And the guilt was so overwhelming to him. And, and one day, and, and he like lived a very promiscuous life. And he was bringing to his huge penthouse apartment uh, women one after the mm -hmm. other. And one night, and he started seeing uh, shadows mm -hmm. on the walls, on the ceiling. And he, and, and he started working with me and he was telling me, you know, I see these shadows and I wasn't so familiar. It will happen a long time ago. I wasn't so familiar with the shadows and, and entities from the other side. And uh, one, one time suddenly at night, and it was like one or two o'clock at night, I was already sleeping. It was one of those weird, again, coincidences that I brought the telephone with me to my bedroom, which I never do. Uh, but it happened uh, several times in, uh, and always something significant happened when, when I would bring this <laughs> telephone with me. Mm -hmm. So at that time, you remember we, we, we had uh, not stationary telephones, but a, a telephone you carry. Mm -hmm. So, and suddenly he calls me and he screams, Dr. Resnick, Dr. Resnick, look what happened. I was, I, I had sex with this woman. She fell asleep and I was lying and looking at the ceiling and suddenly I see these shadows and I'm thinking to myself, I'm going crazy. And suddenly the girl wakes up and looks up and says, what are these shadows? And I understood, he said, that it's a real thing. It's not in my head. So he said, we, uh, we got dressed and we ran away. And honestly, I, I said, okay, you go. He went to some relatives. And I said, I will talk to you tomorrow during the day. And frankly, in the morning, I didn't know how to deal with it. And I called my nephew. You probably heard my interviews with my nephew, Vlad, who is a psychic, love right? Love mm -hmm. And I called him. And as usual, he always like knows in advance if I am emotional, what's going on. And I called him and he's, and he's, and he says, what, what? The guy really got scared. Huh? <laughs> so and I said, yes, I, I told him the details. And he's, here's what he told me. He said, and, and I told him who that person is. And that person is from a Catholic family, but very, very known. So. And Vlad said, he, his guilt is so, so heavy that he lowered his vibrations. And his vibration became low enough that it's on the level of the entities of lower vibration. So he serves as a window for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he said he's Catholic. So tell him to go to a priest and come and clean their energy. <laughs> and meanwhile, he said, you for to me, you work with him on getting rid of guilt. Otherwise, the entities will come back. And indeed, this guy went to the Catholic 
priest and the priest sent him to somebody else and somebody else. And then finally they found somebody who came to his apartment and cleaned the space. It took a couple of months between and and meanwhile, I was working with him on false guilt because it was totally and you heard me speak about true guilt and false guilt. True guilt is guilt means uh, debt. When you hurt somebody, you owe, you owe, you're in debt. But Hidi was not in debt to, her sis- to his sister. It's just happened. He decided not to go. She went and she died. Uh, it was really false guilt. And uh, from what I know, I haven't spoken to him for years now, but from what I know at that time, he, he did fine. And he was able to return to his apartment. That's a long detour. But Gina, regarding you, you don't have a heavy guilt. Don't worry. Your vibration is high. You, I hear your voice. You're always, you know, enthusiastic. You love life. Don't worry about entities. No, I'm, I'm not worried. I was. I just wanted to know more insight to me. Why? Why the real? You know, you to give me your your insight. The reason why I avoid. I don't care about having mirrors around my house. And it brought it to my attention that I have a friend who's, uh, she, uh, she was, I called her, we said she, she was dancing and she says, and I'm, and she has mirrors all over the place and she says, <laughs> and she watches herself when she dances and, and the phone rang and she says, oh, I have to go, somebody's calling me. And so I said, well, is that the man in the mirror? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gina, okay, to answer this question, again, there is double answer. One is, it doesn't matter why. You don't yeah. like it. It just doesn't matter. Maybe it's from past life. Maybe it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Who knows? Who knows? On the other hand, if you if it is really important to you, you can do it in a very simple way. Mm-hmm. Before you go to sleep tonight, you write a note. Dear higher self, please inform me through my night mm-hmm. dream about about the source of fear that mm-hmm. I have of mirrors. I put it in better English. Mm-hmm. So that's it. And you put it under your uh, pillow. Mm-hmm. And in the morning when you wake up, if you remember any, even a snippet of a dream, you yeah. write it down and then, you know, you work the dream the way I teach. Uh, or if you yeah. or if you need to remind you, remember a little better, you read the article on my website uh, called Dream Work. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what. what you just suggested to me, I've used all my life, and I just put it out there, and I normally have the answer in the morning. Really? Oh, it's wonderful. It's, so do it. Yeah. That's it. And then call us next week and let us know <laughs> you, what yeah. you found out. Okay? Yeah. Maybe just a... I, I, um, maybe I, I I don't think I live in fear, but probably I do have these fears, and I don't even realize it because I don't... Um, I, I just miss dreams. I just like, I don't want to be bothered. Just leave me alone. You know? <laughs> if that's the case, then you don't. Listen, I believe that it's super useful. But yeah. if you're not interested, you're not interested. Look, you do. You need to do what feels right to you. What that's I'm saying, I want a clear passage to what's important. Sometimes it's trivial stuff and it's just, it just bogs you down. You know what I'm no, saying? No, it no, bogs you down with a lot of, lot of minutiae. I don't, I don't need who needs it? You know what I'm saying? Gina, I don't believe there is minutia. I don't believe that it's a waste of time. I believe yeah. every dream is meaningful. It has a message. Uh, it's okay. The question is, uh, do you want to read every message? No, you may, may not. 
if if a message is important, it will be yeah. something like either repetitive dream or disturbing dream. Many dreams yeah. are just a reflection of where you are, but some dreams are, are actually a message that something needs to be changed. So that's why, in my experience, I never neglect my dreams. I always, even for a short time, 10, 15 minutes, but I give attention to them and try to understand the message. That makes sense, and I'll try to do that then. I'll do that then. That makes okay. sense. And let us know what happened, how, what answer okay. you got about the mirrors, okay? Gina, okay. thank you very much for calling. Bye-bye. So... So, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we have a little detour. Uh, so, let me see. We have nine minutes. Well, I wanted to talk today about, actually, about other pillars, um, a fifth pillar of well-being. Remember, we're still working. Uh, our attitudes and character traits. And we're almost finished. We have only two to, to cover, stinginess and wastefulness. But I don't think that we have time to talk about it today. Uh, so let me let me tell you about another meaningful synchronicity. By the way, Carl Jung, who who was an incredible psychi uh, psychiatrist from Switzerland, uh, said synchronicity is even is an ever present reality for those who have eyes to see. Synchronicity is an ever-present reality for those who have eyes to see, which means it's always there with us. Or commonly people say, you know, synchronicity or meaningful coincidences uh, are God's way to remain anonymous. Let me tell you, I, I, I hope I have enough time, a little synchronicity that happened in my life, actually. I, many, many happened, but I want to tell you one that came to my mind. Uh, 43 years ago, my sister, my her husband, her son, Vladimir, Vlad that you know, and my parents were all leaving the Soviet Union. And approximately a couple of hundred families every single day were leaving from the uh, train station uh, in Odessa, Ukraine. Every day, uh, it was time when um, Jews were sold <laughs> exchange for grain. Russia, the Soviet Union needed, needed grain, and the American government said, yeah, we'll send you grain, but if you only allow Jewish people who want to immigrate uh, to leave the country. And the Soviet government, Brezhnev, didn't have a choice, so he started releasing some. In 1979, a lot of people were leaving. And again, as I said, every single day, several hundred families, which means about a thousand people, were leaving. And so I took, I took my uh, sister to the train station. I don't remember all the details, but I remember... Uh, oh, she told me what happened. Uh, they were in a train. Oh, be before I tell you this, I want to tell you that I worked during the summer. Um, I was what, 25, 27 years old. Uh, every summer I worked in summer camps. Uh, and kids would, be, would come for a month, you know, and I would be a counselor, usually with all the group. 
And one time I had a, a little a young boy who uh, my kids were 16 to you know 15 to 17 year old, the older school, like what you would call high school here. And I had a boy who looked like he was 14, but he was actually 16, was so little beaten down, so shy, never spoke up. And I felt sorry for him. So I kind of took him under my wing. Uh, I some kids who wanted to follow me, uh, exercise with me, run to the shore every morning. So they they would get together with me and we would all exercise before the wake up call in the summer camp, which means this wake up call was a seven, we would get together at 630 around to the beach exercise and come back. And I kind of befriended him. And he started running with me and he became a little more alive and um, uh, became stronger and, and uh, stopped permitting everybody to bully him. And there were, I just was more alive. And that's it. So let's go back to this story with my sister. So my sister is in the train. And at that time, you know, they they would have these wagons and and there would be uh, 10 people in one room. uh, In the one, yeah, uh, how do you call it? Yeah, room in the the train. You know, there are many rooms, right? So, and because my sister was with my parents, her son and her husband, they put in another person, another couple, a woman and a boy. And my sister was crying nonstop. And this woman uh, talks to my sister. Remember, so many people were leaving every year. Um, And my sister says, this woman says to my sister, why are you crying? And my sister says, oh, I, I... I may never see my brother again, my little brother. Uh, he is left. He's, left, he's in Odessa. And now what will happen? We may never see each other again. And she just wouldn't stop crying. And this woman said, why are you crying? Look, you have your parents with you. You have your child with you. You have a husband. I don't have anybody. I have only one one boy. You know, he is schizophrenic. And I'm taking care of him. And uh, I have no help. The only, the only one time in his life where I saw him being more functional, there was this, you know, uh, he was going to a summer camp and there was this counselor who took him under his wing and, and took him to exercise. And I came uh, to visit him after three or two weeks in the camp and my boy was alive. He was a new person. He was exercising, and that somehow rang the bell to my sister, and she said, what camp, what camp was he, uh, your son? And she says, um, the woman said, oh, it's the camp Mayak, and the guy's name is Peter. And my sister started crying and said, that's the guy I'm crying about. That's my brother. And then this woman started crying, and both of them were crying (laughs) because but what an incredible synchronicity of or what is the choice that even uh, they would be living in the same day. People were living that year, 1979, every single day. What was the chance that they would live in the same day? And, the, you know, the wagons are so many. And in each wagon, there are, there are uh, many rooms. And what was the chance that 
this woman will end up in the same, the same bag and the same room. Is that incredible? But I want to tell you, I had so many experiences like this in my life. But probably if you paid attention, you probably had the same experiences. Maybe some of you did not pay attention. But we all have a story to tell. And I have to wrap up now because the time is up. And uh, uh, I will talk about uh, stinginess and about wastefulness next uh, next week and nobody called today with night dreams uh, again you're welcome to call next week if you want and i don't i'm i apologize again the first 10 minutes this um there was a problem with with the studio uh, so many people probably just gave up uh, listening but anyway i hope it will not happen next week I want to thank you all those who were with me today and be happy and peace to all who want to live in peace.